DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bolojack. He's on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Bowler, good morning. DJ, PK, how are you? Good, but we have a question for you. Let's hear it. We need advice on, on how to handle ourselves here. Okay. You, you've been around the block. How many years have you been calling jazz games on TV now? Uh, 15th now. Wow. Unreal. Not counting the two you did way back in the day as an analyst, right? Not counting the two way okay. back in the day. All How right. about that? still makes me laugh. I'm, I'm Hot Rod's analyst. I, I find that still <laughs> kind of humorous. Hot Rod, let me you tell know, you what just happened there, because hey, I'm not yeah, sure look, you understood look, Hold on. Hold on, Hot Rod. Look, just, yeah. just hold the mic, pal. Hey, look, Craig. They here's used, the deal. I they, saw the screen to pick and roll, and it just wasn't working tonight. Okay. They used to have me on the jazz pre-half and post-TV show, so what the hell, huh? <laughs> you know, it's what happens when uh, the old days the local TV stations would have contracts, right? And so they yep. they jumped and and uh, Nance left for CBS, and I got called into the office and said, "Guess what you do?" I said, "Really? Okay." I know. I hear you. All right, so here's the question going forward on how we handle this. So the Jazz were picked to be one of the best teams in the NBA, and now they're coming out here and they're four and one. And they've got uh, more offensive weapons that are thrilling everybody. But early on, they still look, they look like the best defensive team in the league. The defensive rating, the points per game, it all looks great. So, should people just lose their minds and let her rip? Or sample size people, it's five games. They yeah. played some of the worst teams in the league. When they do get one of the better teams, they either lose to the Lakers or they're playing the Clippers. And Kawhi and Paul George aren't there, so you're not the, one of the better teams in the league if you don't have those two guys. Maybe the Suns win with something. Maybe the Suns have something. They're three and two through five games. We'll see. Uh, what do you think? Or this really, these first five games have convinced you, yeah, all the preseason analysis is right. This is one of the better teams, and there's going to be drama in the spring. I think it's the, the latter, the, the second one, where you just you only have a five-game sample size, uh, guys, and I think that's important to understand. Um, you know, what's amazing is that the defense was the absolute uh, biggest story during the preseason because there wasn't much of any defense. And now, overnight, the switch is turned on and, and Gobert, and they seem to be more connected as ever. So that's good, but it's still a work in progress, as I see uh, with my time you know, behind those closed doors, uh, guys, at, at, the, at the, the basketball campus, Zion's basketball campus and so you know last night i was thinking exactly that too i mean is it it, have they busted through look they 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 actually they put a big crack in the wall last night but your point is well taken i think fans have to still remember the clippers are very good and they have the coming in last night they had the best bench in the league with lou williams and montrez harrell at 61 points a game and that's a small sample size too mind you but the sample size includes for the clippers as well uh, Kawhi load management and Paul George shoulder, you know rehab. So it's it may not give us the, it doesn't give us the true uh, true look of what the Clippers are, but you know for now you play him again on Sunday night. I'm guessing Kawhi plays. He'll be scheduled to play tonight at home against San Antonio. So maybe you get another true look after the Sacramento game on Sunday. Uh, with Kawhi in the lineup, maybe that gives us a better. I think that will give us a better feel with Kawhi on the floor. But the feel-good part of it, guys, is the fact that Conley, you know, finally busted loose last night, and the emotion in the building was was unbelievable. I haven't heard chants uh, in quite a while, and for a new guy, I think uh, they have engaged with him very quickly, and their hopes, DJ, of what you just said about Western Conference champion. 
a real run of the title. I'd say they knew when the Jazz made that deal that a lot of those hopes ride on his shoulders. And last night, I just sat back and go, wow, they are chanting his name. Game five already. And it's because what they expected finally occurred last night with a really incredible third quarter of performance. So because they play, we draw conclusions. Game one to game 82, every game we draw conclusions. And we overstate, we understate, what have you. We just It's just the nature of this business that we're in, and it's the nature of being a fan. So that's the reality of it, and a lot of it is flawed. But some of it is spot on. So I wanted to throw some things at you that I feel like I've learned about this ball club, even though it's only been a week. And you can disagree, agree, add, subtract, whatever you want. So my three things, and I said this earlier, Earlier was that Bogdanovich is a big-time player who is willing to take and will make big-time shots. So I've got that one as one, as he is a big-time player, better than I thought. I love his passion, love his enthusiasm, love his desire to flourish in the biggest moments. So I got that. My second one is Moutier, better contributor than I thought, and I like to say he puts me in a great Moutier. And third— Well done. Jeff Green with the threes. Now, Jeff Green's been around a long time, but his ability to make the three is a little bit better than I thought. So those are my three things that I can say I've learned about these this team and these obviously individuals over one week sample size. So your reaction, agree, disagree, add, subtract, whatever you want. Well, I'm going to go with Boyan first, and I think I'm going to add to that PK of your assessment, I, 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 he's more of an athlete than I expected, and uh, and I think what I saw too over this five game sample size, I, I agree with you totally about passion. Man, that guy, he's a baller, uh, he's a tough guy, but also he has athleticism that I wasn't expecting to see him run balls to the rim and finish and take contact inside and, and get the job done and then step back out and just show his great touch from three. So that's just an addition to your your comment. And with Moutier, I, 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 the thing he has to do is continue to kind of just improve with this system and cut on cut down on the turnovers. But the beauty of Emmanuel Moutier, he wanted to be here. He wanted to be coached. He wanted to get better. And what I like about it, him, too, is as a backup to Conley, he's a different look. He's He's bigger. And the fact, too, he has that ability, much like a different size, but he's not afraid, like Bogdanovich, to go inside and finish at the rim. And he's very good along the baseline. And Jeff Green, spot on. I just think he's a pro's pro. He's been in it long enough. He's very confident, smooth. And when the shot comes in his way, he doesn't hesitate. Uh, and he's uh, a good catch-and-shoot three. I'll add one more, one more player to this list. And despite the fact that Royce O'Neal did not take a shot last night, I think he's really becoming a very good shutdown uh, defender. Uh, that's why I think he has slipped in front of Joe Ingles uh, to be a starter. And the way he gets in front and is physical – uh, I think that's another plus in this lineup that they have to have. They've got to have kind of an enforcer. And, you know, Royce has been able to do that. And that's why this defense is soared. He's part of that, along with Gobert, obviously, and them channeling players into Rudy and also Rudy, just like Mark, what Mark Eaton did, guys, years ago. He alters shots. And that's not a stat you can keep, but you can see it happen on a nightly basis. So Rudy had a uh, quote after the Clipper game, uh, something to the effect of, well, the defense is much better now because we have urgency, you know, it was a preseason and uh, you don't have urgency in the preseason. 
But I talked to somebody who definitely doesn't want to be quoted about this, who said they were not worried about the first game because Rudy didn't play. And they weren't really even worried about the second game. But they thought there actually was some effort, that Quinn was getting after the guys to try and up it defensively. And they also thought the players actually tried to up it defensively in the third and fourth preseason games. And that's when there started to be a little bit of concern. So was there real concern behind closed doors about the defense? And if so, is it gone now? Or was there never concern? And it's just you always got to be vigilant and you got to tweak. Because Joe Ingles made a little joke, but I'm not sure he was joking, about uh, <laughs> Quinn Snyder. You know, you prepared defensively, he was asked. And he said, you wouldn't ask that question if you'd been here the last week. <laughs> That's true. So what, how much concern uh, think- was there and how much is it gone? I think there was concern, but it was also pointed towards, D.J., the acclimation of a very complicated system to a lot of new faces. And I I think that the concern was how long is this going to take? I think on paper they realized they had the defenders, and obviously the offense was a little bit ahead of the game, right? Uh, They usually – it is usually in in front of the defense. But um, the way the Jazz work it with – channeling everything Rudy's way and, and uh, the, 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 the verbiage that goes with it. I think Conley, again, being comfortable in that system for 12 years in Memphis uh, was a little overwhelmed. Why not? I think anybody would be after making a change in a job or a location or, you know, the verbiage is so important. And Boyan was a new face as well. And then you throw in, you know, um, you know, two other you know two other guys and Jeff Green and Ed Davis. So, and Emmanuel Moody. That's five. So there there was a lot of I think just the learning process. I think the 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 ability was there, but they just they just weren't sinking. And all of a sudden, I think you said the perfect word. Urgency says, all right, season starts. Let's get going. And and that's where uh, it just elevated itself. And now I think offensively too. Last night after four and a half games of being really frustrated offensively, Mike Conley awakes, uh, uh, and look what you have. I mean, if you can get both combinations of offense and defense, that's a rarity in this league. A lot of teams only are offensive-minded. Other teams really don't like to play defense. But Quinn Snyder demands both. And the roster, the beauty of this roster, too, guys, is that on paper, again, all these players have the ability to do both. And I think that's why there's such an excitement uh, about this team. And uh, you know, you hope it grows. I mean, you're four and one after five, and now you got the Kings, who struggle are struggling despite a pretty good preseason rematch with the Clippers. And then I think the really two good, really tests coming up will be the home games. Philadelphia Embiid probably won't play after the roundhouse that he had with the Catman last night, and then uh, of course uh, the reigning MVP and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So that, again, the next week's another great test. I mean, this was. No easy schedule to start the season, for sure. Five games in eight days, and then you turn around and have to travel for two and come back and and, uh, play a couple of uh, tough, tough, high-level teams in the East. One level of concern that I have is in regard to the turnovers. Mm -hmm. Respond to that. Yeah, 19 and a half turnovers before last night, uh, PK. And so I did see some improvement despite some late turnovers in that game, but 15 you can probably live with 12 would be really good uh but you're you know for what 23 down in phoenix in a game that was just as ugly as any game i've ever been a part of yet you win so in the long run you say we'll take it you win ugly uh but again i don't know pk you know for my chair and i think people talk it's still is that 
I think a lot of times, again, it's, it's the blending of new faces, and they cut, and you're not there. And Well, you're supposed to be. Well, I didn't know. So there's a turnover. Uh, Conley had struggles, man. Uh, I think anybody would agree. Uh, holding the ball, uh, it seemed like when he drove, he got stripped. Last night, he just seemed like a regular Mike Conley. And, you know, I look at the line, he still had two turnovers, but who won't take that, uh, you know, at the point guard position as much as he handled the ball last night. So, uh, hopefully, little by little, they improve in that category as well. Craig Bolderjack, TV voice of the Jazz, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So, what do you think Quinn Snyder's worried about right now? Because a lot of Jazz fans are feeling great. It's 4-1. Eh, they're not really worried about anything. But Quinn, come on, he's a coach. Coach is always worried. Oh, Quinn. I, I, look, you think any coach is ever really satisfied? No. I mean, he's going to work and concerned about Sacramento, a, a young team, uh, you know, Darren Fox and Buddy Yield, and how do you slow that tempo down because they love to run downhill. Looking ahead probably to see if, well, you know, probably, you know, someone in that staff is looking ahead to the rematch with the Clippers and most likely preparing for Kawhi like they did in shoot-around yesterday before they knew that Kawhi Leonard uh, was going to be, you know, left home or was left home because of load management. That's funny, I think. Load management in the fifth game of the regular season. But what do I know? Uh, Toronto did it last year. He played, what, 60, and they won a title. So, I guess it works. I guess it works. I think I think he's just trying to continue. He'll, he, you know, in that interview that he always has, uh, guys, he would say, uh, we want to get better. And I think that's what his uh, mantra is right now. He's still not satisfied. And I think even the players in, in the postgame last night, they've been saying this for the last three weeks from training camp on, was, look, we know we have good talent, but, again, it takes time. And I don't, I don't sense any satisfaction uh, by any means. I think this team can become better on both ends of the ball. And that's kind of scary, to be honest with you, the, what, uh, because of what we saw again last night. I, I thought they hit a pretty good stride last night. But improvement can be made. And who can't play better, I guess, is the, is the way it is. But that's the way Quinn thinks. And he never lets those guys lose an edge. And that's the beauty of his coaching is that he wants and demands more. And you got to play D to play for Quinn Snyder. And I think they're, they're all learning that right now. So you said that they don't uh... – there's no satisfaction, which brings up. Uh-oh. I thought you'd sing that, by the way. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. In my world, and we, we put this out earlier today about should I sing or not, and the response has been overwhelming to sing because I often oh, wonder. Of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, DJ thinks I shouldn't, but when we put it out to the listenership, it's it's like 80 to 1 to keep singing. I 80 don't, to 1. Yeah, it's not like yeah. I want to, but they demand it. Nicholas, okay, this, you know what? You have to go with what the masses exactly. uh, command or demand. And right, I don't we're doing the show for them. I mean, you get no satisfaction as Buller, one of your top hits. Buller, you, Jinso you Barroom it. Queen in Memphis. Right in the background. <laughs> Not wow. yeah. Buller, see, yeah. Buller, you just pop yeah. off and say this stuff, but you leave. You don't have to deal with the consequences. I know. I know. I put you in a bad spot there. Exactly. You got to give know, the people what they want. Sometimes I just have to get a dose of PK. You know, one of the hits, one of the great hits so from his albums and CDs. The uh, Brett McMurphy on uh, for Stadium that he works for put listed all the every Division One coach and conference commissioner in football. He put their favorite band, and so you had in our state, you had Sataki had Bob Marley, uh, Kyle had the Rolling Stones, and Gary Anderson had the Cars. Right, those were the three. So if we were to ask you your favorite band, what would be the answer? 
Well, it's 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 something that you know people scoff and laugh at, but I am truly a guy that loves rock and roll. And Lawrence Welk, Lawrence Welk, Lawrence Welk, yes, Boston, the, the greatest hits of Lawrence Welk in his band. You know, I, I'm a big. Anytime I hear Def Leppard, I turn up the radio. Def I do. I, I can't. And I'll tell you what. I know this is crazy, but the first album I bought. Was Foghat. Fool for Fog the City. Foghat. <laughs> Foghat. Yeah. And when I hear those those bands on on radio, I just sit back and just go, wow, that, that and you know, it's, I love them. I, I love them. I've, I just saw Def Leppard twice in the last year. Went down to Vegas and saw them. Oh, sweet. And I thought, wow, what a great show. And, and they really, they really put on a great a great show and actually came out uh, to the crowd on this little stage and played some kind of more mellow tunes. But you know the drummer who lost his arm in that accident years ago. I just am mesmerized with the way the guy can do what he does with with one arm, and the way that he was able to, you know, redo his uh, drums uh, and play with his feet. I mean, it's unreal. I, I think they're an interesting band, and I, I love listening to them. All right, there it is, Def Leppard. That's in. Yeah, there you go. Uh huh. See, I think DK, you have the range to hit this. Oh, easily, yeah. Oh, Paul, you're you're mean. <laughs> yeah. Range is one of my strengths. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I can hear PK singing that lead. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right, Bowler. Well, thanks for pulling the pin on the grenade and then running off the show. <laughs> Good work. You only got another hour and five, PK. <laughs> uh, you know, you can throw a couple of special hits in there before you before the day's out. Oh, easily, man. No problem. Yeah, I think I, I will. If, if if that's what the people want. It's not like I want to do it, but if they want it, I'll do it. Yeah, totally. I yeah. get it. I get it. I, I understand people. your pain. Yeah. Nicholas says the scariest thing this Halloween is PK singing. <laughs> it's like a witch scream, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, PK. It's okay. All right. Thank you, Bowler. All right, guys. See you soon. Craig Bowler-Jack visiting with us every week right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.